Welcome to On the House, a podcast focusing on home ownership and the home buying process. On the House is brought to you by the Texas State Affordable Housing Corporation, otherwise known as TSHAC, a nonprofit that provides down payment assistance to help make home buying easier and more affordable. I'm Janelle Levesque. And I'm Sarah Eleanor. And I'm Frank Duplichan. And, and together, together, we make up the home ownership team at T-Shack and your host for the On the House podcast. Hello, and welcome back to On the House, T-Shack's podcast focusing on home ownership and the home buying process. I'm Sarah Eleanor, Senior Manager of Home Ownership Programs and your host for this On the House segment. In this episode, we're going to really tackle an important topic, uh, I think, you know, a lot of new home buyers may not have considered, uh, and that's the importance of having an estate plan for your home. Um, I think a lot of people probably haven't even considered this, even that even if they've been a homeowner for a long time. Um, and so the reason that this is important is that our homes are generally one of the largest assets that most of us will ever own or have. And not only is homeownership critical to creating wealth, but it contributes to generational wealth as the home can be passed on from generation to generation to generation. But if you don't have a clear estate plan in place, your heirs could have a really hard time documenting their ownership of the property. And that's why it's so important to start planning for the unexpected now. You know, it's kind of a a topic that a lot of us tend to avoid but it's not something that you should avoid. (laughs) So we're very fortunate to have Crystal Requejo with the Mexican American Unity Council join us to discuss this topic. Crystal is MAUC's um, or MOC's Chief Operating Mm -hmm. Officer where she will oversee, she oversees all their programs and development initiatives, including their efforts to help San Antonio homeowners Mm -hmm. preserve their housing assets and clear up property title issues. So Crystal, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you for bringing up such an important topic. Unfortunately, it is it is not common to have this discussion, and it leaves many lost and unaware of what to do when they are left in this position and not having clear title to their home. We want to educate the public about preparing and planning to preserve their asset. Um, estate planning is very important. I know many times we don't want to think about it, but it simply is, is key for us to be prepared um, when situations come up. Absolutely. I agree. Um, So thank you again for being with us. And, you know, I want to jump right in. And first, I mean, why don't you just tell us a little bit about the Mexican-American Unity Council and your heirs program? I I believe that's what you call it, correct? Yes, yes. Um, The Mock Housing Center educates, empowers, and links uh, clients to community partners that will increase economic development opportunities enhance uh, financial empowerment and wealth building to low to moderate income families. Mock's footprint is the west side of San Antonio, uh, where we focus specifically on low income families. Uh, The goal of the heirs property program is to assist heirs to be able to preserve their asset, which is most often the family's home and that has been in their family for generations. We help heirs set up a proper plan so they can keep their assets secure and safe for generations to come. Our model for asset preservation has been refined over the last three years. We provided three, we provide three documents, uh, affidavit of heirship, which is an AOH, transfer on death fee, which is we call a Todd, uh, and a gift fee. Uh, for free, uh, we do these all for free through our partnership with UTSA and pro bono attorneys uh, locally here in San Antonio. 
uh, clients leave with the fi- with financial goals and better understanding of assets, credit, taxes, and debt, um, plus an overall understanding of what it means to preserve their assets. Mock creates a safe space where people can come receive culturally competent services in their language and find people they can trust to walk, walk them through the process of preserving their asset, which can be a little bit complicated sometimes. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot, you know, it, it does take attorneys to help someone walk through that process. So it's awesome that you guys have access to some pro bono attorneys out there that kind of provide those services for free. Um, yes. And then, you know, tell people what they need to do and walk them through it. So that's, that's mm-hmm. great. Um, how did this program, how did the AIRS program come about? How did you guys decide to create it? Mock um, over the last three years has seen firsthand that the community is in much need assistance to preserve their family home. Uh, it is important because many can't qualify for city-sponsored assistance until they have um, cleared their, their legal title to their home. Um, one of our partners, UTSA, um, their College of Public Policy um, has estimated that between 70 to 80% of homes that fall into despair uh, do so because of um, fractionalized ownership, which is um, pervasive, is a pervasive problem throughout the city of San Antonio, but especially on the west side. Um, We have sadly seen that many of those homes are demolished and forfeited due to um, back taxes. Yeah, so basically those folks, because they're, you know, um, wasn't an estate plan in place, and they don't know how to go forward with um, fixing that, uh, Mm -hmm. then they end up kind of losing out on that asset. So for anybody that might be listening who is struggling with documenting ownership of a property, how would they go about contacting Mock for assistance? Um, so Mock currently only serves um, Bear County. Um, so those who live in San Antonio are, are, are still in, in Bear County. Um, if you're interested, you can call us directly at 210-978-0500 um, and ask for our state planning program. And you will be contacted by our housing coordinator, Aisha Sanchez. Um, you can also visit us online at, on our website, www.mauc.org. Or for more information, um, you can just, you know, give us a call, send us an email, and we'd be more than happy to contact you. Okay, great. And then for those people that are maybe outside of San Antonio, which I assume probably a lot of them are, um, Texas is huge. <laughs> are <Yes>. you <laughs> aware of similar programs in other cities? Is there an online resource where someone could go to find a list of these types of programs? Yes, once you are um, in the in in our program, we will give you send out and give resources if you're you're not within the city. But yes, definitely, we do a lot of referrals to Texas Rio Legal um, Grand uh, Texas Rio Grand Legal Aid and Catholic Charities. Um, there are a couple of our partners um, that you can keep in mind when you're thinking about you know, if you're thinking about preserving your asset and you don't know where to go and you live outside of San Antonio or Bear County. Those are two great um, assets for you. Okay. Um, And then also, uh, I wanted to say, you know, for those of you out there that aren't aware of the United Ways resource line, um, we have a, they they have a resource line that's 211. And we refer Mm -hmm. people a lot to that resource. Um, They just dial 211 and um, give them your zip code and they will generally have resources that are available in your area for different things. So um, that's one that I'll just throw in there that I've known about for my career in um, affordable housing. Um, yes, definitely. So, yeah, I feel like we always have to have resource referrals, right? Um, mm-hmm. So, so yeah, um, great information. Uh, we, you know, obviously want anybody who's listening that doesn't know where to start or wants to think about, you know, documenting their ownership of a property or um, 
or if they're having trouble documenting ownership of a property that they've inherited, uh, look into those resources. So now let's, um, I want to shift gears a little bit and talk about the documents that uh, homeowners need as a part of an estate plan. You mentioned earlier that you help homeowners create three different documents, the affidavit of heirship, the transfer uh, on death deed, um, mm-hmm. and gift deeds. Are those the right ones? <laughs> yes, yes, that's correct. <laughs> yeah, can you provide a little bit more details on those? Um, those yes, definitely, yes. So Mark currently provides those three documents only. Um, there's a bunch more that are out there, but these are the ones that we feel are the best um, for the community that we're serving at the moment and that we work with the attorneys. And so we have the affidavit of airship, which we just abbreviate as an AOH. Um, And this is particularly done when a client comes in, when the person, the owner has passed away and they um, did not leave a will or they had a will in place. It wasn't filed or it was not probated after four years of the owner's death. So a lot of people don't know that if four years pass after the the person has um, passed on, the the will has to be probated within those four years. If they don't, then it's hard for them to clear that title. So then we come back and we help them with that affidavit of airship document. Then there's our transfer on death deed, which is called a TOD. Um, This document is helped to prepare um, for estate planning. So it's more preventative. So you want to make sure that you're leaving your home to someone the moment that the owner passes away. Um, so this document, we 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 tell first-time home buyers and just people who are buying homes to start thinking about this, of creating a Todd, that in case something were to happen to you, who is the home going to be left to? And then a gift deed is also similar in the way that you're just gifting the house over to someone. So normally we see the gift deed happen when the owner has passed away um, and the there's multiple heirs left. And so say we have eight siblings and the eight siblings decide that they want to leave the home to the younger sibling. So all of them gift the deed over to that one person so that it's not broken up into eight people, but it's just gifted over to that one person to take over the home. Um, the Todd um, and gift deeds are done as preparation, as I mentioned before. Um, and the AOH is done to assist families left with the home that does not have a clear title. So I just want to make sure that, that we understand that. Okay. All right, that makes sense. And I just I just have one question. So mm-hmm. the gift deed is done. What hap- like what happens if the, the opposite happens in that scenario where there's eight siblings and they don't all agree to give the home to one one sibling? <laughs> we do see that. That is that it that does happen. Not everybody agrees that they want to lose that part, the share of their home. And so that's when it can get a little complicated because then they have to decide who's going to take responsibility of the home out of the eight, who's going to pay the taxes on the home. And so sometimes, unfortunately, in those situations, the home ends up not being taken care of or taxes not being paid on, and then the home could be lost. So we always encourage that you they gift it over to one person to take over or when they're doing the transfer on death deed that, or they're doing, you know, the planning that they think about that, about, you know, leaving one person versus eight or 10 people um, in charge of the home. See, okay, I see. Mm-hmm. Um, so that all makes sense. So, all right. So you've talked about the the three documents that are needed in an mm-hmm. estate plan. Um, talk a little bit more about why an estate plan is important. Specifically, kind of what some challenges have been that you've seen when someone has in- inherited a property or an estate that wasn't when an estate wasn't in place. I guess there's probably um, some nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm assuming. Yeah. yeah, we see a little bit of everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so with the clients that we see, most of them, at the, when they come to us, they have no estate planning. So no, nothing has been done. And the home has been passed down from generation to generation without proper documentation, unfortunately. And so it leaves the family in, in, a, in a really bad spot. Um, and this leads to families falling into predatory activity and involuntary displacement of their family home, which a lot of times is the only asset that the family has. Do you have like a particular nightmare story that might scare people into doing an estate plan? <laughs> most of the, yeah, most of the time it's when they come in for an affidavit of ownership and you have to have uh, witnesses. So it's it's just very tedious when you're coming in with no planning and you're leaving the the family kind of with having to go backtrack. So they have to get, you know, all this information from death deeds to marriage certificates to witnesses that knew the people who lived in the home. Um, they had to know them for a certain amount of time. So an affidavit of airship can take several weeks to months, just depending on kind of all the information that you need to gather. Uh, and then if you have multiple siblings, which a lot of times um, people have had, you know, eight to 10 siblings, and that's when it gets a little complicated because everybody has to sign, everyone has to be present. And so um, a lot of times people don't live in the city. So they live in like Georgia and California, and it becomes complicated because you have to mail these documents. And so the document is not complete until everybody has signed and agreed that, that they're going to pass this house down. And so, it, like I said, sometimes it could be a quick process of, you know, two weeks, boom, we're done. And we've seen that some could take up a two, three years with the program that we've had where they haven't been able to close their case because they haven't been able to get everybody to sign. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds, I mean, um, obviously if you get all this stuff done ahead of time, there's just mm -hmm. no, there's no trouble. You know, everything's just already in place. So, um, exactly. Yeah. I was hoping that you could share something that, you know, would scare people into thinking about making an estate plan. <laughs> um, so thank you. Yeah, um, no problem. You mentioned a uh, predatory activity though. What kind of, you know, types of predatory activity and reasons um, give a few examples of those that, you know, reasons yes, people yes. may be displaced mm -hmm. if they don't have the mm -hmm. documentation. Uh, yes, of course. Um, so families, unfortunately, are targeted and, and charge large sums of money to assist with clearing titles. Um, and in many cases, they're left with, with only, um, you know, just a scam. Um, so they're left with no title being cleared and all this money that's been paid out to try to help them assist it. So they're targeted because they know that they're vulnerable already. Um, and then they can charge, you know, thousands of dollars to try to help them. And then at the end, they come to us and they say, well, you did this for free and you charged us nothing. And we're only paying the recording fees where they're charging me up to $5,000 to help me. And so, it, you know, we know that when they arrive, we hear all the horror stories of how much they paid or we're being charged. And through the research done through UTSA College of Public Policy, uh, we have learned that also the home flippers are taking advantage and they are also eager to capitalize on these circumstances within the inner city. So profiting up to 35% to 118% at times um, in fewer than six months. And so the home, is, the family home and their asset, they're, you know, they're selling it for very little, but the flippers are profiting just a great amount out of it. Right. They just, they don't know how to fix it. So they just try to get out from under it and end up selling their home at a very exactly. small, and, yeah. you know, small price tag. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. so that's, there's always going to be those people that capitalize on other people's misfortunes, unfortunately. Unfortunately, <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> but it's nice that, you know, at least we're making people aware of that, that if you, you know, you 
are having an issue clearing a title on a home that's been left to you and there was no will or no estate plan in place, then, um, and they're charging you a bunch of money, then that should be a red flag. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, uh, if exactly. You leave, if you leave with anything today, um, <laughs> leave with that. So, all right. So we know um, one of the reasons it's important for homeowners to have a clear estate plan in place is that it's often really difficult for heirs to document ownership after the original owner has passed, which you've just kind of explained. Um, mm-hmm. And you, can you talk a little bit more about why it's so difficult? I know you mentioned, um, you know, that there's a lot of people that have to be present and have to sign and sometimes they're not in the same city. Um, but why, why else? It becomes expensive for some of the family members that are left having to clear title. I mean, if they don't know about resources and sometimes there's not that many resources available to people. Um, and so it, it can become very pricey, um, also time consuming, depending on how long it takes for them to be able to um, to clear up the title. Um, so for the average cost to clear a title, it can be up to thousands. And that is a large amount for the communities that we serve. As I mentioned, um, we work with the low to moderate income community. So that could be you know, very expensive for them. Um, it's complicated as well. Um, understanding the process can be overwhelming for families and the cost can scare people away from clearing titles and creating a plan. So the home just ends up being taken away or, you know, they lose the asset because the planning hasn't been done and they they don't know how to take care of it or what, what the terms mean. What does it mean? What does an affidavit of heirship mean? What does it mean to probate? So all of these words can become a little scary as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, and a lot of these folks have kiddos, uh, you know, even if, you know, something happens and you would obviously want your kids to be able to stay in the house that they've grown up in or that they're living in currently. And that can be a nightmare too. So, um, you know, having two littles of my own, that was one thing that we wanted to do immediately after buying our house was exactly. to get all of that stuff in place, you know, especially even with like custody, child custody and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's not a topic that a lot of us like to think about, you know, our own death. We don't like to think about that, but it's so important to just plan ahead and make sure that um, your kiddos are taken care of. So, um mm-hmm. So yes, absolutely. Let's let's see what else are we going to talk about today. Um, so the Mox Air program is really important. Uh, it's helping people work through some of these issues. And now that we know why estate planning is so important, I wanted to kind of pick your brain on what homeowners can do now to make sure their families don't have problems with airship in the future. Um, what's you know what's the first step? What's their what's the first thing they should do? to start this process? Uh, Yes, definitely. I think the first step is create a plan and be prepared. As you mentioned previously, you know, you talked about your kids and leave them prepared. I mean, I think COVID also brought this to to everybody's mind, right? The uncertainty of not knowing. And so I, I mean, even for me, I have two, two, two little ones, they're one-year-old twins and they, you know, that's something that that came to (laughs) my mind. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's something that people don't think about sometimes, but I think that the reality that we're living now during the pandemic has really made us think about it. And it's really kind of been in the forefront of everything that we think about, right. Of like preparing and planning. So I think that's where you start. It's just creating a plan, starting the conversation. Um, A Todd is easy to do and should be done to secure your family's assets. So if you just bought a home or, you know, it's been a couple of years, but you don't have one in place, 
that's something that I, I, you know, as a first time home buyer, when I bought my house three years ago with my husband, that was the first thing that we thought about, like, okay, let's prepare for this. And so I think it's just having a plan, having that conversation, thinking ahead will save your family, the headache of trying to clear title and a will, um, when the asset, you know, about your asset, just making sure that you're, you're securing it and leaving your family ready, thinking of, thinking of it as something that must be done, like purchasing a life insurance or homeowner's insurance. Um, it's just that we have these things automatically done when we purchase a home. So a Todd should also be one of those things that we should push and educate homeowners about. Like once you get this, let's start planning with uh, having a transfer on death feed in place. Yeah, it should be part of the post-purchase um, education curriculum yes. in the homeownership yes. <laughs> arena. Um, would you, so this is a question I have personally, Todd, the transfer on death deed. Um, is that something that, is that included in a will when you, when you're, when you've already created and done a will? Um, is that included or is that separate? This is actually a separate document. So this is in place of, of a will. Um, so most people, we, uh, we tell them, you know, if they don't, you know, want to go through the whole process of having will, we just do a transfer on death deed for the home, specifically just okay. the home. <laughs> okay. So that's just like in place of a will, but typically if yes. you have a will, this would be included in that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Perfect. I understand mm-hmm. now. Um, all right. So can you, you know, can you recommend any resources for homeowners on how to get started on a Todd or transfer on death deed? Is that something that's done online or do you have to work with a lawyer? We recommend that you work with the lawyer. Um, we, I personally recommend that you work with the lawyer to do a Todd. I mean, I know you can go on Google and get any document done, um, okay. but I know that I, just for you to be able to have someone walk you through the document, understand what it means, what you're doing, what you're putting down. I recommend that you you speak with a lawyer. Um, documents that we do here are mocker free. Um, so we actually help you uh, meet with a lawyer so that you, they go through the process and draw up the document. Um, and um, you can go online and find an agency like ours or resources in your city that can further assist you to complete a Todd and help you maybe connect you with an, with an attorney. Um, and remember that preparation is key. A Todd is very a very simple form. It can be done very quickly, and you never know you never know what can happen. And it's best that you leave your loved ones prepared. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, thank you so much, Crystal. This has been awesome, um, and I think I've even learned a couple of things myself. Yeah. Let's be honest with you. Yeah. Um, so to recap, if you just bought a home, or even if you've owned your home for a while, it's critical to have an estate plan in place. If you don't. Mm-hmm. It will be super time consuming and expensive uh, for your heirs to document their ownership of the property. And like Crystal mentioned, there are lots of great resources available to help you draft these documents uh, for your estate plan. So she mentioned Mock is there, the Mexican-American Unity Council um, Mm -hmm. in San Antonio. They serve Bayer County. Um, And then we also mentioned 211, United Way. Uh, Then we also mentioned Catholic Charities and the Rio Grande Legal Aid mm-hmm. are some of the resources that Crystal um, likes to give out as well. So, you know, thank you again for sharing your expertise with our listeners and for all of, for all you and Mock are doing to help San Antonio homeowners document and preserve their homeownership rights. Way to go. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Sarah. Thank you for the opportunity um, that you've given us to raise awareness about this important issue. Um, It is important to continue educating our communities about the importance of estate planning 
and leaving um, just leaving your families um, and asset secure is very important. Very much so. So thank you. Um, and folks, for the, those listening, that's all the time we have for today. But I hope that you enjoyed this episode and we hope that you'll join us next time uh, for our next episode of On the House. Have a great day.